This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on grief, depression, and the pathway to mental wellness, all the while nourishing my soul with the music and poetry of the late indie rock singer-songwriter David Berman. How you doing, motherfuckers? I am uh, uh, sitting here at my desk looking out the window right now, and it is gray and somewhat miserable out. We are in the full effects of winter. There was a winter storm yesterday, which has put some snow on the ground finally. We had a green Christmas, and uh, now there is snow. And this is what I have to look forward to for the next couple of months. Uh, It's not something I relish, I assure you of that. Uh, I pretty much am not an outdoor person in the winter, uh, which is troubling because I need to be outdoors. I need to get fresh air and I need walks in and it's tough. It's extra tough when fuckers don't shovel their walkways so that you can traverse the sidewalks you know, in an orderly manner without walking around looking as though you're having some sort of spastic uh, reaction, you know. Uh, it's just a strange thing when you're about to fall, the weird movements your body will make to maintain balance. It looks comical, but uh, oftentimes it's very frightening. And uh, I don't know, I'm getting to the point age-wise where <laughs> falling is is not something I long for. Uh, I've never broken a bone in my body. And I don't know, you know, I'm feeling pretty tough, but I think that if I were to break a bone these days, I would would be an absolute wimp about it because I've never experienced that pain. And uh, I've went off on a rant, haven't I? I've went off on a tangent, all because people don't shovel their sidewalks. Just fucking... Get a shovel and shovel it, man. And if you've got a little salt, put some salt down. But uh, I-, I will tell you what, my dogs, they don't like the salt. It uh, irritates the pads of their feet. So there's that. Listen, I am in a bit of a funk. The new meds that I'm on were enough to get me noticed by my wife and several of my friends. They they noted, you, you seem different. You seem better than you have over the last little while. And I agree. I went to a party on Saturday night. I didn't get laid. I got in a fight. Uh Uh-huh. It ain't no big thing. No, I'm just joking. That's a little lead of forward for you. But I did go to a party on Saturday night, and it was a friend's party from high school days and university days as well, like we, we maintained. And we've maintained a friendship Despite my efforts to fuck things up, I didn't go to his wedding, for example, and that was uh, a bit of a a bit of a dent in in our friendship. I'll, I'll be frank. Um, but I sent him a long letter one day, uh, inviting him to my wedding when I got married, and you know, sort of explained my position at the time, which was that I was extremely poor. Uh, there was a year, (laughs) there was a year that the government, when I filed my income taxes, the government followed up 
and they said you need to provide a letter, uh, a written signed letter to confirm your earnings because your earnings are so low. It was like $7,800. And that's when I was 29. I took the year I quit my job and went to performance school, comedy school, and then I spent the summer in LA, cashed out all my life savings, and spent that on summer in Hollywood. And um, it all worked out rather well until I got home and didn't have a job. So, you know, it was, it was my letter basically said that it was the goodwill of my friends that got me through, you know, and that's really, truly the case. I was very fortunate. But um, I digress, as I always do on this podcast. I guess I should just call this podcast The Digression Project, because that's uh, essentially what it is. But anyway, the party was full of people that I didn't know. And I feel like I went in, uh, even my wife made the comment the next day, she said, I, you know, I'm shocked that you went, because you typically bail on things like that. Uh, at the last minute, um, you know, being social with people that I don't know very well, I'm extremely in my head. And I wasn't. I was gregarious. I was, uh, you know, joking. Uh, we had a good time. We watched some sports, you know, uh, drank some beers. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a good time. So put yourself out there. Risk is necessary. I got a new tattoo recently, and it's... Uh, that's what it is. It says risk is necessary. And it's a picture of a cow jumping over the moon. And, you know, it's to signify, I, I suppose, that anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett once said. So there's that. I will tell you that uh, the last three days, though, I've been in a funk. I've been in a funk. And I don't know whether I've caught up with this medicine already. I, I just can't imagine that's the case. Or I'm just in a bit of a funk, weather-wise, uh, seasonal affective disorder, you know, that, that sort of thing, and the drug just can't keep up with that. I, 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 I truly don't know. I truly don't know, but it's a marked difference between where I was and where I am. I'm not having suicidal ideation. I'm just low. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being very low, 10 being extremely high. Uh, I've been a four this week, you know, I, I track that and I've been a, a four and that's no good, uh, because fours lead to threes and, you know, then it's just all hell breaks loose. I need to be in the six range. I need to be, I, I don't want to settle for fives. Uh, I've been settling for fives for a long time, but I want to be in the six or seven range. I really, truly do. And then I can start to put my life back together. You know, there's pieces. Uh, all over the place. It's like it's like a thousand-piece puzzle of a puddle. You know, it's just impossible to imagine what the end result looks like. And yet, I have to. I have to put this shit together because with without being together, I'm gonna fall apart like completely, and that's just no good for anybody involved. So there's that. Radio's on. Feeling alright, cruising the strip on a Saturday night, smiling I wave and I hide all my pain, but the sign on my bumper 
gives me away Honk if you're lonely tonight If you need a friend to get through the night Don't toot on your horn, flash of your brights Honk if you're lonely tonight I know a honky-tonk where we can go A booth in the back with the lights way down low The jukebox is playing a sad melody For heartbroken lovers just like you and me We'll laugh and we'll flirt and we'll dance every dance And for the night's over Through the night, a suit on your horn, a flash of your brights, home get you lonely tonight. Gotta not step on that. It's fading out nice there. And you don't want to step on it because, well, you just don't. Because the artist wanted it to play that long. And I got to respect that. I got to respect the art, you know? You got to fucking respect that art. Garfunkel. So, uh, honk if you're lonely. What do you think? Send me a message. JD at MediumAlchemist.com. Would love to hear from you. I personally love this song, but I love this record. This record is just so damn good. And um, part of that is, you know, the double vocals with Malk and um, Berman. And uh, they just sound great together. It sounds like they're having fun. It sounds jangly. It sounds loose. It just sounds fun, even though that song is you know, in theory, a sad song. I, I don't think of it as sad. Uh, it, it's, it, there's an uplift to it. And uh, it's punctuated, though, with that sound of the honking horn right at the end, indicating that, you know, Berman is, uh, is lonely tonight. And that's no good for anybody. So there's that. Let's, uh, 
Let's get cracking with self-portrait at age 28. This is, gosh, what is this? Part three or part four? This is part four of self-portrait at age 28 from the book, Actual Air, Berman's Collection of Poetry. So let's get right to that. There are things I've given up on, like recording funny answering machine messages. It's part of growing older, and the human race as a group has matured along the same lines. It seems our comedy dates the quickest. If you laugh out loud at Shakespeare's jokes, I hope you won't be insulted if I say you're trying too hard. Even sketches from the original Saturday Night Live seem slow-witted and obvious now. It's just that our advances are irrepressible. Nowadays, little kids can't even set up lemonade stands. It makes people too self-conscious about the past, though try explaining that to a kid. I'm not saying it should be this way. All this new technology will eventually give us new feelings that will never completely displace the old ones, leaving everyone feeling quite nervous and split in two. We will travel to Mars, even as folks on Earth are still ripping open potato chip bags with their teeth. Why? I don't have the time or intelligence to make all the connections, like my friend Gordon. This is a true story. Who, having grown up in Braintree, Massachusetts, had never pictured a brain snagged in a tree until I brought it up. He'd never broken the name down to its parts. By then, it was too late. He had moved to Coral Gables. That is self-portrait at age 28. And that is part four. And it ends with a chuckle. Uh, I love the ending of that poem, uh, that section of the poem. Um, Coral Gables and Braintree, Massachusetts. I, I always have trouble saying Massachusetts. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody else does. I also loved the idea that we're going to land on Mars while certain people on Earth are still ripping open potato chip bags with their teeth. Uh, it just shows how primitive we are and how far we can get, you know, um, a certain cohort of us anyway. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like. I rarely do. I'm just not intelligent enough to articulate. Oh, man. So good. Uh, this is just an, another example of Berman being Berman and really delivering the goods. I think that this poem, once we hear it all together, and I will do that, I'll stitch it all together at the end and um, and put it out as a separate podcast on the feed. I think you're going to be real happy with it when you hear it all together, but it's just too long to do in one episode, I feel. So that's why I've chosen to bro break it down. And it's it's also broken down into pieces in the book. So I think it you know only makes sense. That's what I have for you this week. Wish me luck in the week to come. I hope that this drug kicks back in. Uh, I see my doctor soon enough, and maybe he'll have to bump me. Maybe he'll have to bump me from 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams. I don't know. Um, but I'm willing to do what it takes. So there's that. Talk to you next week. Stay hungry. Stay foolish. And of course... Wash your damn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right. I'm 
fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest. At Berman Project. Podcasts and such. <laughs>